Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here yeah it's as simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now Hello and welcome to the Nightcap, live at Lords. Feels mental to say that, doesn't it, mate? I know, it's amazing to it's say so that. It's so cool. We, I might switch off and just watch the cricket. I know, it's, it's too easy not to. There's some village cricket going on, but we are in the media centre at Lords. We're at the home of Cricket Festival, the sort of the first ever one, and we're joined by Tommy Banks. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a bit different to uh, normal times, isn't it? When yeah, this, yeah. I've been to see you above salt. Uh, yeah. Nightcap on tour. Exactly. It's a bit <laughs> exactly. of a nightcap reunion, actually, because there's loads of past guests here. We've got like Josh, Akhtar, Adam's around, Adam Bateman's around as well. Yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah. amazing. That's but... awesome. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. No, it's, it's great to have you. And I know, well, I know you're both sort of cricket fans, Sai especially. Yeah, mate, I'm fan. Yeah, I'm keeping so... it cool as, as <laughs> yeah. I can. And I'm still not that cool. It's absolutely stifling today, and the media center is the one place that's actually air conditioned. <laughs> yeah, so there's loads of people up here. I was like, I don't, "Are you up here because you want to see the view, or are you just taking a breather?" I'm not too sure. But, but it's, sort of, it's sort of cool, though. From I mean, for you as a broadcaster, yeah, man, um, working in the media, like this is like the home of Test Match Specials. Got shot. Oh. Just launched it into the stands over there. Love <laughs> home of podcasting, Sky Sports, everything you know, podcasting and live commentary. Yeah, yeah. That, this is going to happen a lot during this podcast. <laughs> getting distracted by shots out in the middle, but um, yeah, Tommy, just like break it down for us a little bit. Like, how did I know you're a massive cricket fan? Obviously, like your reputation in the food world, but, but has brought you here. How yeah. did this come about in the first place? You, I mean, you so yeah, hear? I'm a lifelong cricket fan. Uh, grew up like obsessed, like tragic cricket fan, um, <laughs> and uh, I actually thought my career had peaked. Uh, when I got to go on Test Match Special, which is the BBC radio commentary, yeah. Um, yeah, which is just upstairs from us here. So um, I got talking to, uh, it's actually the, Oli, Ollie Smith, the wine guy, oh, Saturday yeah, yeah. Kitchen. Uh, yeah. And so we were both watching cricket in the green room on Saturday Kitchen. And, <laughs> and he was like, ah, oh, I know all the guys in there, I'll get you on it. I was like, mate, I would love to go on there. Yeah, so yeah. They, they invited us down, we came to Lords, did the interview, and I was just like, I think I've peaked. This is like <laughs> best day of my life. Yeah. I sat back down in the stands after the interview at tea time. And I got a DM from Lords, like literally the home of cricket had slid into my DMs. And they were like, we didn't realize you're such a cricket fan. Do you want to come and cook? And I was like, yes. Yes, I um, do. So I came and did a, a dinner. And then from there, they were like, we're building a new stand. Do you want to run a restaurant? And I was like, yes, I do. Um, easiest, easiest questions ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> three years later, and it was like, we're talking about, so Lords, I mean, we're here. Like it is 
beautiful. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the whole thing was like, we wanted to bring a new audience in, uh, like m- more kids and, and bringing people who just wouldn't come to Lords, make it more accessible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where the sort of idea of the food festival came from. That's awesome. But I mean, we were spoke- speaking about it before outside, but it's like Lords, whilst it's got, I mean, it's steeped in history, tradition, all these things. It's world renowned, but it has its quirks. And oh, you, I can understand why you'd want to bring a new audience here. And I think, I think it's, that, yeah, I think it's really clever. Obviously, cricket's doing a lot of work with the 2020 years ago and then the 100 mm. to bring on a new audience. But to bring people through a food way and bring families in whilst cricket's going on, you see, I'd never been here yeah. and I've known what a special ground it is. But just to like inadvertently inspire people into cricket yeah, yeah. So and true. with food i think it's yeah it's, it's a great concept it was the plan to do it on the same day as the village cup final. It, it wasn't really but the the thing is lords is just there's a game of cricket here almost every day yeah, really so um ah, right. there's always something going on um but i mean it's really special the guys out there who are playing like they're going to probably play in front of more people than they ever oh, could imagine playing in front yeah of um, what a day. And they'll go into work on Monday like you'll never get tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got golden duck at Lord's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In front of thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> but that, so so then yeah, you say yes, I'll cook here. What then what was the plan like with the restaurant and how you were gonna do it? Like what what happened next? So, so well cricket's a really unique thing. So we do a lot of hospitality at sports grounds and, and often like, if it's a rugby or football, you know, you're doing the meal before the game, people go out and watch a game, it's quite mm. straightforward. Mm. Cricket's obviously built for hospitality because you yeah. have a lunch break and a tea break. Yeah. So it is, so, it's basically, it's all around food. Yeah. Um, so, but that, so that's how you, so, so it's like we create a restaurant where people, I mean, I don't know how they eat it all, but they have breakfast in the morning and then they're having lunch at lunchtime and then afternoon tea. And then you do end of day stuff as well. Wow. So it's a big day of food. But the real quirk as a chef though, is if it suddenly starts raining and they're taking early lunch, you'll have the whole restaurant pile in at once. And you've got bookings, but it doesn't happen. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Or equally, Joe Root's batting, nobody comes in. So you stood there like, oh my God. Yeah, when the when the interval happens, we're going to get absolutely slammed in. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. The first year for me with that, I was just like, oh, it's really difficult to do what we do yeah. without any controls in place. It's, it's chefs, we're just used to being dictating the way our restaurants run but yeah, you're, you're the cricket's the number one oh, well, you, dictated by them you spend the whole time as a restaurateur trying to mitigate against anything that could possibly go against <laughs> yeah. the plan don't you and with this where it's just like everything is stripped from the air so that was a real learning curve for us wow well, yeah. yeah I can imagine yeah, absolutely. So, and then how do you design the menu then? When you, all that, so do you have to compromise in a way? Like, um, you think about the food and what you're putting on the menu when you're having to adapt so much? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we, it's, it's largely like what we do in the restaurants, but just with, you know, there's certain dishes in your restaurant that you just wouldn't do for 90 people. No, you, just, you just have to reduce the number of moves, but it's still the same sort of cooking on the plate, really. Mm. Um, so it's, it's food that I'm you know, really proud of, but yeah, yeah. you just have to... Roll with the punches, find so it, how find often does the restaurant operate? So for all of the major match days. Um, so, so that's your England games. Yeah, yeah. your test matches, yeah, your yeah. one day. So we're back here on Thursday because England play New Zealand. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Um, and then that's all that restaurant operates. But then we also have a, ooh, it's a peel. Oh, a really yeah. big appeal as well. Oh, and it's not out. Given. Can we review it? Yeah. That you can review in Village Cricket. <laughs> How many of them have done that joke on the pitch though today? Straight away. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was a 
terrible thing for a podcast. So we'll do visual elements. Sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we also run around there. We've got this box that seats 40 people where we do, and that does all the 100 and T20 blasts and stuff. So we're here cool. quite a lot across the uh, Yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. And then the food festival was born out of what? That that sort of need to bring new people in? or you know, what Yeah. Was um, I think it was something that, so James DeGroote, who's an absolute legend, and he's like the head of uh, food and beverage here, who I've worked with really closely. He'd been sort of talking about it for a while. and But it was always going to be around cricket and then trying to bring some chefs in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we sort of thought, well, wait a minute. Why can't it not be about cricket? Why can't it be a food festival rather, yeah. than, rather than a cricket festival? Yeah. And we'll, yeah, we'll bring the chefs in and we'll bring people in. Because if you do a cricket festival, you're not bringing in a new audience. You're just bringing in the same exactly. cricket crowd. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so true. And I, I just think out there, I love it. Too. It's just such a vibe. There's kids running around. Yeah. Everyone's got face paints on. Including yourself. Including me. <laughs> um, great, We've got to get a photo and of People that. are really yeah. like yeah. letting their hair down. They're enjoying themselves. Yeah. And it's really good food. Um, and it lends itself perfectly because like half the units are built ready for kids. Like it's all like, yeah. accept, like going past Actar's bit. Yeah, and, and Alex's bit. They're all like, set. Like, well, yeah. well, you have to think like this stadium holds thirty thousand people. So the um, the the units down there will knock out four thousand portions of food a day during a test match. So they're yeah. fully like kitted out. Yeah, big so kitchens. Yeah. Overkill for what we actually need for this. Mm. Whereas normally, you'll know, Paul, you'd be at festivals and stuff, and it's like <laughs> you've got a little van. <laughs> yeah, you're struggling for power for the fryer. Yeah, <laughs> and you're, you're cutting out. You're using yeah, really naff kit. And then also like we've got the demo stage. Usually, like you know, you get on stage to do a demo, and you're like. It's a camping stove you're cooking on, basically. Yeah. Yeah, well, suddenly I'm cooking in front of hundreds of people and and I'm on a camping stove. So we've, <laughs> we've sort of, from that point of view, we've, the infrastructure's all here. Yeah. The overheads are all sort of covered. Yeah. So you can just sort of get out there and have a good time. Nice. And like, obviously it's Lords, like you, I guess there's an element of, you're never going to do anything by halves, but for a first year, you've mm. got some hell of, like what a lineup of chefs. Yeah. Like, what, I mean, I suppose you just went to your black book and just said like, we, do you all fancy coming down and... Yeah, that, how did it work? Ex exactly that, and I think it's, it's spoiled for choice for chefs in this country with this kind of thing, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing is, though, you, you want to pick like you want, so obviously we've got Akhtar doing his curry, we've got Alex and Gareth in the, the chicken, you've got Luke on the barbecue doing his um, bow buns, Fallow doing hot dog. You know, you want that. You don't want everyone doing the same thing. No, it's getting that mm. um, that diversity across the offering. Yeah, we were thinking about that when we were down there because obviously like the chicken shack and then like the spice room or whatever. It's yeah, called, like they they are already there with the yeah. signage up. So then when you like right, I know some chicken guys that can go in it was it's that how it works pretty much yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly that and then like, obviously noxie does pies and that's what they do of course that's, that's perfect mm -hmm. um i knew josh obviously had um salt and malt so he does his fish and chips uh so he'd be perfect person and that is like a fully loaded fish and chip container thing yeah, yeah. it's perfect but like i think in next year can we look at grass-fed Definitely can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some beef hot dogs down there. It's perfect for you. Yeah. Well, I listened to your, I listened to your pod when it was, um, you were talking about like the first nights of uh, grass fed and stuff. Oh yeah. And I was thinking at the time, I was like, oh, I wish I'd known because like, we done, we could have done a grass fed beef hot dog would have been class. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we we, we want to do a few next year on Meatopia mm. and this. Yeah. It'd be great. We're a bit young, a bit green at also, the moment. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're ten minutes up the road as well, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Fed, so, yeah. 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 No, if you're here next year, we'll be here. Yeah. Perfect. Um, that's a contract. <laughs> yeah, this is set in stone now so, um, yeah no it's an amazing atmosphere what a venue to do it it's just like such a such a privilege to be up here and like you say being in the commentary boxes at this 
mean, this is just slightly surreal being up here. We were, it, Adam Bateman was up is. here earlier. He's like, I feel like, you know, when you're on a school trip, yeah. like, <laughs> you go somewhere, you're like, I can't believe I'm here. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like a Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> like, I want to know day's experience at Lords. Like, that's exactly what So doing. is Adam a cricket fan then? Oh, yeah, he, well, yeah, he is. Yeah, he goes goes to Ashes, Edgebaston all the time. He's yeah. Birmingham. You can so. always, there's always little things where you just like, he, he saw someone play a shot and he called it the correct thing. Yeah. So straight away, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah he, knows. he must know. Yeah, yeah, he um, knows. So, yeah. But he it's knows. always that that same thing, isn't it? Either if I go Wembley or anything, where you just get that hit of green, and mm. it's just straight away, you're just so excited. True. Like the first yeah. time you ever went to a football stadium, cricket stadium, rugby match, you get that hit of green as you come up. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. special. Yeah. It really is. On a day like this, I mean, come on. Yeah, oh. it's, it's built for this. I don't know about you guys, and I've heard other. Even sportsmen talk about it, but when I see a pitch like that, I just want to run across in studs. Oh, (laughs) and you're so not allowed either. Yeah, Yeah. it just looks so perfect. I just want to run out. This this guy's absolutely yeah, spanking another four, creaming it around. Um, So you you were saying outside, you you were supposed to play uh, during a charity match, but it didn't happen. A cricket day, yeah. So it did. The first match is played, which was like a real privilege, and then it chucked it down. And, and we're like, oh, it's such a shame. Like, I come down to play at Lords and it's like raining. Fuck's sake. And, and it's one of these things you play like six aside, and every uh, team gets like an ex professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all like really cool. But it's a bit a bit boozy. And, and, you know, <laughs> and, and, and we, so we have Matthew Hoggard in our team. Legend. So, yeah, Ashes winner. And like I think he's quite famous for abusing Tony Blair after the Ashes. Because yeah. they all got invited <laughs> to oh, like... Yeah, I did. I think he did like, I don't know, it might not... It might Didn't be, he do um, something in the loo or something like that? Did he wee in a plant pot or something? I th- yeah, I think that that's it. And yeah, I think yeah. he might have called Tony Blair a see you next Tuesday. Which is, <laughs> yeah, which is great. Yeah, like, why not? You just won the Ashes, so you're basically more important than the Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah, yeah in touch um, yeah. So we had him in our team and he was just like getting on the beers and he's like, well, it's rained off now. So you just get on the beers. I was like, all right, great. Um, so we had a few drinks and then they said, oh, we're going to just resume it, but we're going to do it indoor in the indoor center. I was like, ooh, sort of four pints <laughs> deep here. And then JP Morgan, who are the main sponsor, they have like a hella team and they bring in first class cricketers from India and they fly them in for this thing. So there's like, I was, I remember just stood there with Matthew Hoggard watching this, this Indian guy run up and then like it was bowling and it was hitting the back wall of this, this sport. Hall. Oh, they, it was, that makes a booming sound. Oh, it sounds like a back. gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, Do you want another beer? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd go, actually, yes. I'll yeah. have a few more. It's going to get yeah, to pain. a point where it maybe just you need to just go further. Yeah. Get some painkillers in there already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you done any, uh, not Lords, but have you done any, any other charity? cricket games have you been involved in uh, I played at the Oval once yeah nice yeah, oh, really how'd you go uh, so I, Michael Vaughan was my, my hero growing up yeah, yeah. and now like he, well, he always comes for free breakfast in the restaurant so he always tells me that <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but that's the thing all my heroes now you're like making and baking and eggs on the morning it's yeah, yeah that's um, so weird no, I batted with him at the Oval once I've got a picture it says oh, it was mate. like that's class like 45 for non Banks and Vaughan yeah it's good mate, oh wow yeah. so you bat you found me out or bowler so I was a fast bowler when I was growing yeah. up I can believe you got the height yeah, yeah but yeah. I'm just no nah, my body doesn't do that anymore so, <laughs> uh, so I just bowled some like filthy spin and then um, and then just have a bat yeah 
Nice. Was uh, was like with village cricket a thing for you and your family when you were kids? Was like the, yeah, the, every the center of the community sort of thing. Yeah, every village around us had yeah. a village cricket team. Yeah, so I mean, cricket's massive. Like where I'm from, there isn't really a football team anywhere local mm. or rugby or anything like that. It's all cricket. Yeah, yeah it's fascinating because uh, like I I played cricket for a local village team, but I didn't have many mates there. But, like my wife Haley, her family like that. It was their life around yeah. the cricket club. It was like baby photos in the in the clubhouse. Yeah. And it, but it was the social element is so much better than nearly every other sport because if you go and watch like your mates play for a local Sunday football league mm. team you're not you're still on the site like it's not mm. you go to the cricket it's in the summer you can, you don't even have to watch you can just have a pit well, it's a, it's a full want. day out yeah. isn't it full yeah. day out not an hour and a half at football yeah, it's exactly. full day this, this is yeah. why I can't understand why the French don't play it the French yeah, would be classed, this how good would they be? Cheese and wine all day. And, yeah. So we've got Florian Poirot, who is like the most incredible pastry chef here today. I think he represented uh, the UK at the World Pastry Championships. Mm. Like he is top, top mm. draw. And he was like, what is this cricket then? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, thanks for coming, Florian. Yeah, um, so I talked to him and I was like, yeah, it can last for five days and then it can still be a draw. And he was like, what? Yeah. I was like, but get this, you stop for lunch and you stop for tea. I was like, why aren't the French playing this? The French yeah. would excel at cricket. I don't I've never work. heard that don't, argument. Don't, uh, stop for protests and, and everything. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> stop for a protest, have some tea. But here is insane. So if, if you look over, so you see that there's the England dressing room there and the yeah. away dressing room. And yeah. above the away dressing room is where the players' dining room is. Uh-huh. And it's not much bigger than this small sort of commentary booth that we're in. So it's like back-to-back trestle tables, like you'd imagine in a school. Like a canteen. Mm. Like a canteen. Wow. And and so that they're proper close to each other. So England Australia play right next. So to during each other. the Ashes, like you know, Bearslow gets stumped, and they're all pretty much having lunch together. One hundred percent, what happened? So I went over there. So I know the chef who cooks the food for the players. I was like, right, give, give me, spill the tea. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? And it's like, oh, Johnny, Johnny came up and he wasn't happy. And, you know, I mean, I think he puts a bit of spice on it as well. Sure, to be fair, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. but the food that they have, right? I was getting, so what are they eating? Right. What are they actually? So eating? I go up there and look at the menus, and it'd be like French onion soup followed by a rack of lamb with fondant potatoes and <laughs> sticky toffee pudding. No. Wow. Yeah. No. Heavy stuff like that. Trifle, day. everything. And I'm like, so what? Players are like having basically a three-course meal. Yeah. And they're, and they're having like, the middle. The, the spotted dick, like all the traditional things, like trifles. God. And it's always like um, racks of lamb or roast beef and things like that. But and nice. is it, does, does this come from players' choice or just how it's always Tradition. been? So apparently every other ground, the nutritionist says oh well, this is what they're having but here because of the history of it and everything they just put it all out the window yeah um, wow. until the mid 90s in the there was there was kegs of beer and red wine in there <laughs> true story that so is, like mad, so like it? county cricketers would would be um would be tucking in imagine you're going to run the wicket after that i know <laughs> i know you know i'd have a stitch but like the joke stitch. Is, is, is yeah. it, if i was playing a charity game i'd be taking it so seriously that it'd be like yeah, Lucas Aids and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gels. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like Joe yeah. Root's having like, I'll have ice cream and custard. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I always, I always go down to the pub in the ground, the tavern, at the end of play on a match, and I catch up with them guys, yeah. and I'm like, how did it go? And like, I remember one year, he's like, we've run out of prawns three days in a row, and Joe Root kicks off if we don't have any prawns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, mate, just defrost an extra bag of prawns. How yeah. hard is it? Yeah. But uh, he's like, but we get these, they get these like really big, fat, juicy prawns, oh, man. and the players go mad for it. <laughs> Your roots kicking off. Yeah. Stop yeah. worried about yeah, yeah, the yeah, score. Where's exactly. yeah. me prawns? Yeah. That sums it up. Oh, exactly. That. That's brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah the, the food is is really really great. I sort of love that there is a village aspect to even 
top level cricket. Mm. Like the fact that Joe Roos complained about the prawns, that they're having like a proper lunch. Yeah. They're all sat together. It, that's like what happens at village level and at, in the Ashes. It's still the same. Well, well it's, it's the only really sport unique. where performance enhancing drink is a cup of tea with, <laughs> with milk in. Like, that's what you have, you're given tea. Yeah. You know, like everywhere else, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't have football at half time, so I'll just have a brew. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. have a brew and a few finger sandwiches. Two sugars and then I'll go back out. Yeah. But that's why I just think like cricket and food is just totally interlinked. And you, you yeah. look at the, the festival today and you think, like for me, I'm buzzing. I'm just thinking the opportunities are there. Like, like what you were saying, Paul Lowe, the 100 and the T20, mm. like, why aren't we having like why isn't Actar here all the time doing yeah. it or whatever you know so true um, yeah yeah because it's just phenomenal I was listening it's to press, listening press to, ups down there there's a lad, lad at mid on doing that's now, now we're getting really technical uh, yeah. there's a lad there doing <laughs> press ups on the floor I mean these don't look like no. they don't look like your standard village cricketers do they, they look like athletes no. to be fair yeah no, no, none of them for lords yeah. like, they've never played for us before but yeah. I don't know yeah. he's played I, like I, I don't see twice. I don't see one beer belly <laughs> no. <laughs> no it's very disappointing they were, pro- they were probably all having gels and lucasaid <laughs> rather than the cooked dinner exactly oh that's going for four isn't it just yeah now i would if i was here i would just be i'd be if there was beer and food i'd be stuffed and i'd just have a terrible game (laughs) i'd be just abusing all the freebies well half of my life today is actually trying to keep chef sober to be honest (laughs) so what you've already done your demo so i've done a demo how did it uh, go yeah good um i like doing demos i just enjoy it like i don't i don't really think about it too much i just sort of cook and just enjoy it and it's good isn't it yeah i like doing demos i make them so easy now i turn up (laughs) you're taking the piss sometimes you you to me you were like oh i just did a steak the other day yeah Yeah, but did a pub in the park i did just a steak and a chimichurri as well it's relatable but then how many people do you meet on a daily basis who say ah i don't know how to cook steak yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like if you go to when I was younger and first had chef, I'd go really technical and doing something to show you off. You see people show just off switch off. Yeah. Like, but I did to promote grass fed at pub in the park. I did like a massive like untrimmed coat de bœuf, chimichurri, oh. green herb ketchup. I come back with a plate. That's it. I travelled light because like, yeah. I was boozing all day, <laughs> and that was it. People loved it. Yeah. So like, this is how you can do. You're right. It's big, accessible. Big yeah. joint of meat, and, like, and I think they're the things that people really like. As a chef, you know how to cook a piece of meat and how to rest it, and mm. and what what the technique is. But actually, that's because you've cooked thousands of pieces of meat. <laughs> yes, yeah. and like they now. want it. People want to know those little bits. Like that I we take think, for granted. Yeah, I always think the rest resting is the thing that people don't mm. know. The resting about and home. the tempering. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. 100%. And sort of including that in the cooking time. Yeah, and I think sometimes I watch chefs do it, really good chefs do demos, and there's so much going on, they're not chatting. You've got to mm. like just mm. be able to chat. And if you've got an easier yeah. dish, you can just chat yeah. all day to the audience. I think you're right. I think some in the past, chefs have taken it as a time to either show off or to challenge themselves to yeah. show what I can do, show my all my best to it. Whereas you're right, actually doing something that is pretty much second nature yeah. to you at this point is actually really beneficial to I, someone out in the I crowd. did it once. I did the Ludlow Food Festival yeah. and Will Holland was sorting it out and I wanted to do like, I did a hair dish, like a hair tartare and a hair loin. Wow. And so I'm taking, I had 30 minutes, I'm taking the hair in fur. Honestly, the camera woman turned away and she was just pointing the camera. As you were ripping I just, the yeah, took the 
feet off, pulled it off like a sock, and then turned it into a tartar. <laughs> People were horrified. <laughs> I thought you didn't have an hour. You'd have brought the hutch. But yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was in the weeds, but that that is the definition of trying to do too much. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And throw people all over the place. Oh, yeah. so I thought I was, because I was cooking some hogget from our farm and that I knew the particular sheep was called Alan. It was Alan Lamb. Oh, um, no yeah, it was, yeah. No, uh, no. And, and I told, I said, I thought, is that a bit close to the bone? No, but that's just what what we do, right? Yeah, so I'm going to yeah. tell him, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't bring him in the fur <laughs> and slaughter him on the stage. Say bye to Alan, everyone. <laughs> Two bits of bloody beside him. Rambo it up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've got demos on all day. That's your job, keeping chefs sober, make sure they do demos yeah, and, and then you're good. Could keep them away from those margaritas that follow. Oh, oh my word. Well, well, so in the long room this evening, we've got 160 cover banquet, which is, I'm doing the starter, Lisa's, Alan's doing the fish, Niall's doing the main course, and Tom Shepard's doing the oh, dessert. Wow, what mm-hmm. So let's also keep them sober for that. Because <laughs> yeah. 160 cover banquet's not like, not a walk in the park, yeah, is true. it? It's That's a, a lot operation. of people. Yeah. That is a fucking, it sounds like a MasterChef challenge. Yeah. It yeah. Felt, feels a bit like it. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we're not going to keep you anymore because you've already, already oh. given us a lot of your time. But thanks so much for inviting us and having no, an episode. Yeah, thank you. And thank you very much for coming. To catch up. No, I've got to say, Paul, I am going to come to grass fed real soon. Oh, please let it, me I, know. I'm here all the time, so it's like ten yeah. minutes up the road, and I'm so excited. And to, I just love the concept of the restaurant. Thank what you, it's about, mate. Yeah. And it's everything that I believe in as well. So I just want to wish no, you the best. No, it'd be great to have you down, mate. Yeah, I'm there like once a week at the moment. So once, twice a week. So let me know. We'll catch up every beer and a steak. Perfect. Cool. We are still upstairs at the media centre at Lords. Uh, a pinch yourself sort of day, really, especially with the weather like this, mate. It is absolutely stunning, isn't it? Oh, like, it's class. Yeah, it just makes you want to get on the beers. Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> and makes makes you feel like a cricketing expert, like commentating on the pool, pool <laughs> shots and everything that's happening. Uh, we're deli- delighted now to be joined by Tom Shepherd, who's joined us. How you doing, mate? You okay? Thank you very much. Yeah, mate, the same. I've, I've stayed off the beers yeah. until now just because of. Uh, Have you done well, your demo? I've got a demo yeah. at five, and then oh, I'm cooking <laughs> in the bloody long room later. So yeah, oh, uh, you, oh man, yeah. So, Tommy Banks is telling us you got 160 tonight. 100, yeah, well, that was another thing as well. So. <laughs> told i think now i was told 120 lisa was told 130 i was t- told 150 so, so i've literally done one <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, it's 160 mate, i've done 160 bananas for 10 for 10 like spares another two oh, hours no. 170 mate, if it is, well, yeah me and Sai coming now so 172 i would literally be halving the bananas mate, as we well, speak but yeah that no, banana's a banger that's a great choice for a banquet thank you a lot of me's on but great for service talk us through that dish what's on what's on it um it's the one i've grabbed menu so we yeah. did the, the muck banana yeah i forgot paul's actually been to the restaurant to try it so we yeah. did a yeah, muck banana filled with a banana creme pat and it's then the, the side dish the side dish is like a banana sponge mm. with uh, banana caramel banana ice cream. it's just banana isn't it it's just yeah overloaded it's, banana it's class but like people do things like that and don't really work but like the the crisp on the banana it's delicate just the right yeah not nice and thin it's yeah, just beautiful and comforting i would um i'll confess because not a fan of banana it's are you the only thing yeah. that i still can't get my head around is banana no it's still, I, st- <laughs> I still have this like childish <laughs> hang up on it yeah you know like that luminous Cow pole, yeah, yeah, was banana flavor. Oh, right, yeah. I can't disassociate. <laughs> so, like, even like a banoffee pot, or something like lathered in sugar. Is that all I can? It's just a banana, oh, like a perfume. Banoffee, yeah. banoffee yeah. pie, honestly, is one of my favorite. Yeah, and like my desserts. wife's the same, and loads of people fucking love banana. Yeah, I, yeah. It's nature's baby food to me. Fair, fair. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. That's it's the, not one you hear often. No, it's not. But no. there is nothing else. There is no, no other ingredient in the world. It's literally just banana. Just banana. I can't get my head around it. But yeah. so maybe this would be the dish to turn me. It, it could be. be. Yeah. Could I mean, be. Well, I'll find out when yeah. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> later. The extra two. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, what are you doing on the demo stage? Are you going to do that dish as well? No, I'm going to do um, well a dish from upstairs. It's, uh, mm. it's a take on sort of scallop satay, we call it. Oh, lovely! So, yeah, it's a satay sauce with roasted scallop. Uh, which we sort of um, brush in like a scallop uh, and um, almost like a, it was a peanut glaze essentially mm-hmm. but we use a scallop rose to sort of incorporate that into it and reduce that stock down and combine mm. that we had that as well didn't we do you have the scallops yeah. as well I think yeah. so yeah I probably did you, yeah. you were yeah. a great night you were such a good meal Paul came back yeah. and we recorded a pod a few days later or something I think it was the next day it was the next day yeah you were buzzing about it yeah it was class and I listened to that I really appreciate it mate to be fair mate just being honest as well I did text you to be fair but um no, it's just, if I didn't mention it, then I didn't enjoy it because I wouldn't. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 genuinely, just being honest, it was fantastic. Yeah, well, you're one yeah. of the most upfront, sort of honest people I know. Um, <laughs> I can match that. <laughs> well, we've, just, we've had many conversations, and Paul can't lie. So when that came out on the podcast, I was like, "Fuck, he must have actually really enjoyed that meal." Yeah, but, no, he, uh, bu- he was buzzing with it. It was one of the, it was my favorite. Well, it was my favorite table I've ever cooked for in a restaurant. Simple as that. I had friends, idols, all of all of one. I mean, I've, I've grown quite. Sort of close to, I've known Paul for many years, but I've yeah. grown, grown quite close to Akhtar. Yeah. Uh, and my, one of my favourites is Glyn, because like, yeah, he's a legend. Are, yeah, he's Midlands just an legend. idol. An idol of mine. I've and never, an absolute gentleman, isn't he? Like, he's yeah. just such a great <laughs> guy to be around. He's like, one of the funniest. He's so guys funny. Just, you put met. him in the middle of any table. He's a Brand new people. He's magnet. He makes it. Yeah. In, he is the entertainment for the night. <laughs> he's so. <laughs> his stories. Oh, he's got oh, a story class. for everything. Class. You don't even care if they're not true. It's, oh, it's mate. They, 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 they <laughs> have to be true. He's lifted, though, hasn't he? You can just tell how he. He doesn't have to embellish it. He just he just tells a great story. He's so good. He's obviously accent and just, yeah, he's just. So yeah, so he's an idol of mine, and it, especially around this time as well, because I've, I've literally watched every single sort of episode or series, should I say, of, of GBM. Yeah, so yeah. Obviously, obviously watched when Paul was on there. And my first series I was really invested in was the third series, which was Glyn. Mm. Uh, and that, 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 that generation of chefs as well, I mean, oh, it, was, it was insane. It was phenomenal. Like, yeah. That was the first time people like Marcus Waring had really been on TV and like so people I mean. knew who they were. Yeah, exactly. Through the shows. Like, they weren't TV journey. chefs. Yeah. They, were, no. they were the people we looked up to in the industry, but yeah. weren't known at home. Yeah. Yeah, it was the it was, only opportunity. It was before social media, so it was the only opportunity to actually so see true. these people in a different light. See their food, see who they are. Yeah, competing against each yeah, other. Yeah, it was your Marcus, Daniel, Sat, Glenn. Yeah, them all. Yeah. You know, Simon Rogan, all of them. It was a different environment them. then. I mean, I know it's like it's a TV show, so they, and we've talked about it over the years. But like now, that obviously the chefs are encouraged to like help each other out. Well, we we yeah we, we had a chat about this to be fair, and I mean it was it, I'm I'm a bit, I mean I, I can say this because I've obviously been on it. But I, uh, I know it's massively changed, and a lot, of, a lot of chefs will sort of say, "No, and I wouldn't do it because it's changed too much and all this." But I think if you go past everything that may have changed, I just focused on the fact that for me it was, it was actually, it, to be fair, for me the, the, the priority of it was I was living out a bit of a childhood dream. If I'm being brutal on this, so mate, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. nothing to be ashamed of. Oh, that. Oh, mate, mate, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Not, it's the same. Point. I, I am right now. I appreciate it. You're here. This is your childhood. But no, I um, I loved. It. I was like a pig and shit. I loved yeah. every second of it. I loved every second of it. And Paul, I said I was on the reserves the year before, and I messaged Paul about that. And then he was mm. like, "You want it this year?" I said, "Yes, mate. No, I want it. I can't wait." And I, just, I loved every second of it. That's, I loved every second of it's it. It's interesting though, because like we had Francis Atkins on the first series of the pod, and we mm. spoke to lo- loads yeah, of people. Loads of people have been on. Yeah, everyone's had loads of different. You know, some people were really overwhelmed by it, yeah, yeah, or yeah. they felt and they thought they were prepared, and then they got there and thought, oh, "I'm fucking not prepared at all." It's definitely your approach, I think. Definitely, yeah. you, can, you can let it affect you, and it is. It is a different kitchen. You it's can, intense. It is really intense. The one mm. thing that I think a lot of people get wrong, uh, and again, you, I've spoken to people who've been on it, and they've gone, "I just do your restaurant dishes." I think that personally is the worst. Yeah, piece of advice you would ever. Yeah, really? you can't. Yeah. You can't just copy and paste. 
Especially oh, yeah. if there's a brief that is so oh, specific. Yeah. So Wimbledon. You've you can't got just a... take your banana dish and go, I'll just make it the shape of a tennis racket. Or, you know. But, I mean, it slightly contradicts that your banana dish does work. as a skill set. But yeah. what it's got, it, it's yeah. approachable to people. Absolutely. People love that and the banana man suit and shit. They love well, that of course shit. It is an it's not just a great dish on a plate that people can't associate with. Well, because yeah. the irony, I would, I would have obviously, if I could hand pick a dish because of the outcome, I would have done the pie. Mm. The amount of people who come to the restaurant and gone, oh, why can't we have the pie? I was like, well, you can't do it with that menu. Yeah, yeah. Of course I can't. But the pie, the pie was created for a brief that celebrates illustrated animation. Yeah. I didn't open upstairs to celebrate that. Of course. That. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So the other yeah. And as soon as I say that, they're like, oh, I suppose so. Yeah. And then I'll go. Just imagine putting a massive banana. pie in the middle of the table. They'd be oh, broken. Imagine <laughs> yeah. Michelin coming in. And have pie. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what's this with horns? <laughs> <laughs> massive piece of pie in the middle of an eight course tasting. Like, yeah. We thought about it, but straight away we just was like, no way. Yeah. Then like other end of the spectrum, like uh, Glyn's, Brulee still, still and on. the egg. Still going. Still and Sat's egg from 2007 yeah, yeah. still on. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> the amount of eggs I crack when I work there. <laughs> Fucking, you must have the same. Yeah, same, mate. I mean, they're not, again, you lose a lot as well. You lose a lot of those eggs, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but no, but, I had Glyn's, Glyn's egg dish on, um, in, back in June for my wife's birthday. and uh, It's just nice, and it? It's just nice. It's well, yeah. um, we'll because we're going to get Tom on a proper full episode at some, of course, where yeah. we can actually get into the you know the nitty gritty. Mm. But what's it like? Do you enjoy coming to like festivals like this and like cooking in front of people and, and those sorts of things, doing the demos? I or do is... very much. I mean, this is a weird conversation because I had it with this morning with Charlie, and Charlie yeah. always asks me before these. We've just done a Litchfield food festival, which is obviously a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, it's amazing. And Charlie's like, "Do you ever get nervous before?" And I was mm. like. No, I just enjoy cooking. I just, I'm yeah. not really. You're in your comfort zone up there, aren't you? That's, that's what I, mean. yeah. I think. That's what people people are when they look at it. I think there's a guy there and he's speaking to like 100 people. Yeah, it's, it's not like you're doing a TED talk. Well, that's what you're I mean. Still, yeah. You're cooking. I'm your literally food. cooking. Yeah. Someone's asking me questions. I'll answer them and then it'll be over. Do you yeah, know? I don't really. That, that, I enjoy enjoy that aspect of it. And plus, from a business perspective, it does get your name out there. It gets, oh, you, gets your face. It's out so there. important now. Really if you don't, you just fall behind. Of course, you do. And I think, like we, we always said, just keep it, just keep yourself relevant. Just keep yourself dipping into things, even yeah. if it's on social media. I think and we've had some incredible sort of offers, and, and that. And this is obviously one of them this year. I was incredibly excited to be involved. The restaurants closed at the moment. Which enables me to come and yeah. you don't forget your mega one this year Wim- uh, Wembley, Wembley FA Cup final cooked his pie dish fucking yeah. awesome that must have been insane well they, they were they, I mean they, their approach was just phenomenal I mean to be approached by FA actually got an email off the FA I mean from I've it, been called up I've been called up fourth choice keeper get him mate how it was worded is that they, they actually used Gareth as a reference they were like we want yeah. to invest in the future of. We want to invest in the future of cooking. Oh right, like use this quote. It's like, yeah. oh nice. Like oh. Invest. Oh, in I fucking love that. That's a nice love touch. That. So I responded asking like why Henderson was still playing, and then I then went. <laughs> and then went on to say, I don't really appreciate the offer. Yeah. Why um, aren't there more Villa players in? Yeah. Oh, is it? Mate, no, no I, wouldn't, I wouldn't defend that. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Certain things are worth defending. But no, but um, but no, we had that, and then. Off the back of that, we did it, and they were, they were, when we got there, they were like, "What an amazing thing to do!" You know, a pie, and it's a northern final. You know, two first ever Manchester derby in a yeah. FA Cup final. Yeah. So when I was there, I was like, "This is pretty fucking real, mate." And then yeah. the amount of people that come into hospitality, and you get like sat down, you get champagne, you get like all the hors d'oeuvres, the snacks, the the, the canapes, etc. The I'd honestly say about fifty percent of them, literally, the moment they moved onto the table, they wouldn't even take a seat. They'll just come straight to the pie station. 
Really? Yeah. Straight away. Wow. Yeah. 400 portions we served. Did you? And wow. people were coming for seconds. That's and like, mate, it was yeah. crazy. And all yeah. the guys were like, and the amount of people would come up and go, Who, whose idea was it to do pie? They never knew who I was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whose idea was it to <laughs> do pie? just mate, hospitality today. It was, it was absolutely <laughs> amazing. A couple of people were like, are oh, you young drag coachman? And can I have a picture? I probably did three pictures. Wow. Like about 400, 500 people. It was wild. <laughs> like, they just saw the pie and they were like, we have a piece of pie. That says a lot, though. That's no, mega. Crazy. Because That's I think mega. some people, I guess, they cook to the occasion rather than the other way around. So they go, oh, I'm at, I'm at Wembley. I better do this sort of thing. Yeah, so that's yeah, what yeah. people expect in that no, environment. Not at all. Not um, at all. Yeah, but I, I bet the vast majority, a lot of invitation there, and they're like, they want to meet wholesome. Definitely. Yeah. And that's they're what they're like, like, nice that's pie. Like, yeah. Before they get on the booze. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Lines the stomach. Man, yeah. that is so cool. But it was, it was, it was an amazing experience for yeah. sure. So, uh, um, upstairs closed for a couple of weeks over the summer now. Yeah, that, we do. Yeah, that. you've yeah, been yeah. similar at Salt, haven't you? That's yeah, yeah, we've just reopened. Yeah, yeah. have you done that ever since you opened? Had like a few weeks off at Christmas and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Sats was the first place I ever worked that had the, the had that. that. Um, yeah, me too. I, yeah. I loved Revolutionary when back yeah. when restaurants started doing that. Mm. Yeah. Well, so I was at Sats when it was in between the, the five to four day weeks. So I think I worked about four yeah. to five months, five days a week, and then I think we closed. Did we go? I think it was November it came in actually to be fair so we cut back from our summer holiday in late September or mid to late September and then we sort of worked two months and five days and then we went back into four but mm. that, that was just revolutionary in itself that was being yeah. a big he was the first to do 100%. that and now like my, oh, my, my model's model. based on that model, it always mate. is and yeah. you make it same. work it just it makes you so attractive and you've really got to does. you can't like doing five days now yeah. especially outside it's of London dinosaur, you've got to compete yeah, with, yeah, you, yeah. It's just, yeah. I think it's just an ancient way of looking at it. I mean I totally appreciate you know your prep days and things like that if you need to but if your model doesn't need that extra day, don't do it. You know, I mean, look after yourself as as well as looking after your, your team. I think it's imperative. You can see it in your staff retention of course you can. instantly. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and like you well. talked about, like the burnout of previous chefs and generations yeah. of like, when does this ever end? It's like Groundhog Day. At least that break, you yeah. come back in with a slight, you know, that new day of term. Like, you do, okay, I'm gonna come you back do. a bit different. You, this you, time. you need it. Yeah. And like when we when we were at Sats, there was four of us in the kitchen. Yeah, I can't, and I can't believe those stories. Me and John would do alternate Sunday breakfast, so it was That's like it, six, six days. Six days. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd have housekeeping, you know, break the rooms down and stuff, getting help Amanda in that. Looking back, because you know, whenever you leave somewhere, depending on where or how you've left, it doesn't matter. I left, I left Sats on, on on fantastic terms, no issue at all. Um, but you look back at it, when, when you look back at it, you think there's certain aspects of your career where it really grounds you. Yeah. And no matter, you go to some two stars, and I've, I've, I've only worked in two my whole life anyway. And one was a hotel environment, so that was you sort of it was a, couldn't be more opposite if you if you tried. Yeah. Because obviously you had all the, the sort of the perks of working in a hotel, but then yeah, you, you, you happen to work in a two star restaurant there. Yeah. And then Sats just grounded you massively. So literally on Sunday breakfast, you'd be stripping the beds. Yeah. You'd be out washing up, polishing. Cutlery and plates, cling film the benches. When you open your own restaurant, it's the first, they're, they're the things that you don't even question. Yeah, they're the actual things you don't even question. So when you when you're in that position, when you if you showcase, so Sat would have done that himself at some point. Yeah, yeah. and over time it's then gone. Okay, oh, do you want do I want to get into? I pull the lads mm. to do it. Oh, yeah, of course I will. So it actually came from a very like natural, organic sort of organic yeah. way. But yeah. when you join it like that, you're like, why am I, why am I stripping beds? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true, sometimes yeah. you've got to go back. So then now I'm in a position of owning my own restaurant. Where it's like I've been on pot wash more times than any any chef in that in that kitchen. Wow, bar the pot washers. <laughs> um, but I'm the first person to go on there still now. Wow, it's like, fair play. I couldn't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. then the day I want all my team to finish at the same time. Yeah, I obviously want to get home as well. Sure. I feel, my office is behind the, you know, you know, I have to walk through the pot wash to go to the office. So I won't feel right then to walk back and go, I've 
Yeah, sit, sit like that. And, and you never want to hear them being like, I ain't doing that. Of course, because yeah. it's no. yours as well. Yeah. And equally, yeah. I don't want to come back the next morning and then pick up the first, first pan I pick up is full of shit because they couldn't be asked. Do you know what I mean? It's just things like that. I don't want upstairs to become that. Yeah, so it's sure. not, but no. I wouldn't have seen that firsthand without, so without being sat. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. It's it is funny, so funny, much funny, like right? that. In the morning, my, one of my first jobs was going to the laundry, all the cloths out, fold the cloths. But I'd just come back, I'd staged at French Laundry and Three Star, and they were. In the garden, I was ironing cloths, chef's cloths. You know, they're washed and dried on site. And then then they've got to be ironed wow. for the chefs. So it's like, yeah, and it teaches you well. so it much. Pride. And that's, yeah, that's freestyle. It's yeah. not having some, you know, minimal wage out there just doing it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, everyone's yeah, doing proper. that. Yeah. I was doing it with a chef to party. Yeah. I still believe in all that, mate, massively. Yeah. Um, it's that, that it's old the, age. It's the whole thing of like, make, first thing you should do is make your bed in the morning. Absolutely. It's, it's the little thing. Absolutely. You completed a task. So it's the same sort of philosophy, isn't it? Yeah. Is that, I mean, he, he used the term like his pans look after the pans and they look after you and he's got the same pans and same stove and it looks absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's probably about 15 years old. That stove was put in yeah, the first summer I worked there, so 2008. There we are, literally yeah. 15 years ago. 15 years. Yeah, so, I never knew that. That's, that's yeah. it. All he's done is just change the radiant bit out for induction. Yeah. But the actual stove, the plancher, it's, exactly it's all original, yeah, from 2008. It's, yeah, it's looked after meticulously. And I yeah. clean down every night is of, of, of the exact same nature. We don't have a deep clean upstairs. Yeah, sure. We literally clean the same every single night. Yeah. Just yeah. clean. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know, but when you, when you first started, I started in like a two rosette restaurant. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was like yeah. Saturday night. It was like we would literally, on a normal working day, we'd just wipe down our sections, you know, mop the floor and then go. Mm -hmm. But then on a Saturday night, it'd be like Deep all the sections. Yeah. Like, all yeah. Worst. Oh, uh, I'd take that with yeah. ages. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, no, no, we spread it across the week. So if it's, you know, if it's a bigger job that you do once or twice a week, it's spread. So the yeah, Saturday, okay. yeah, you've got the Sunday off. You don't want it till three cleaning. Well, not at all. You want it to be as normal as the rest of the week, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you spread it, oven deep cleans, pulling everything out. You just do it across the week. That's no. We've not yeah. really talked about that stuff too much before, but I mean, there's loads of stuff you'd have learned from SAT, obviously in a cooking sense, but mm. it's interesting that those things are things that might have held you in good stead your careers by having that grounding at his Definitely. place yeah loads of other people have but it's amazing the same. amount of chefs that go through and they're like what are you doing that what are you, really what are you doing that for like they're yeah, the ones yeah, who yeah. just don't get it they don't get it at all no yeah no. And they don't last it's yeah. definitely changed i think we've, we've sat and it also you've got to look further back from like his, his background as well because he hasn't done he hasn't done the rounds you know in mm. all these incredible kitchens he's worked, mm. he has worked in obviously some stage in some incredible kitchens yeah lejardin de sons was, was his ruse scholarship stage yeah mm -hmm. but um like he's but when you go there you understand where like He's just such a he's just such a gifted individual. Yeah, um, and his palate is absolutely just going to say that I've never worked for a chef well, whose palate that. is that spot on. It's, but, it's, but it's actually it's the, wow. what's so mad about it is because it's so organic. He just he doesn't he just he, just, he puts something in his mouth and he'll tell you exactly what it is. Yeah, so or what it needs. He won't like search for what he's supposed to say. He'll just he just he, some, some, somehow he just puts something in his mouth. Instinctive. He's, like, he's, he just says it exactly how it is, and that's because he hasn't any bullshit. No, um, that's it. He hasn't been at places where. Well, oh, he's not following a formula. Formula or anything. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is, and that's it. And that's what again, that's another thing that I learned massively. Like, does it taste? Does it taste good? Yes. What does it need? Acidity, perfect. Let's do that. Yeah, it's not like I, I need to look at Instagram first and just make sure it's <laughs> yeah. in fashion. Yeah, yeah, sure yeah. Some of the restaurants. None of that. Yeah, it's in his dishes, mate. Some fucking jacket potato, fuck's sake. It's one of the nicest dishes I've eaten, mate. Sometimes in in the early days, I'd be say like me, John, sometimes Alex, and sat just sat having beers in the chef's table, and he'd be like, "This canapé I'm thinking of, or this snack or whatever, it's got to be." 
and that, that's all he'd give you. Really? And he's wow. like, just because in his head, he's like thinking like crunch, smooth, refreshing. Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of get on board with it and you know where he's coming from. It's fascinating. He's not oh. saying it has to have this level and that. It's like, so and you get it. I've got you. Yeah, I've got you. That's so good. That's it's like the music equivalent of like, you know when you hear like Noel Gallagher can't read music. Yeah. He still has written some of the greatest songs ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the same he thing. He's a guitar and just all that's figured organic, it out. Mate. That's yeah. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Super, yeah, super, super. And that's why the self-taught chefs, obviously there's very few of them, but you've got Sat, Heston, Nicola Dennis. Mm. They just took this different route because they're not scripted. Yeah, so you they're don't not stuck to a formula. So you don't become institutionalized. You yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're like, well, why don't we do this? Yeah, well, let's ask the question. That's so cool. So yeah. good. Can't wait to get sat on as well. Yeah, we could, I, yeah. I've been laughing. Can't wait. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> Depends on if you ask it now. To be fair, because I think I mean Paul knows sat a lot more than me. But when you get him, there's been a couple of conversations we've had. Like when I've worked there. When if you get him on like a serious note, he, he may opens his mind up and it's just you're just in awe of him. Like, yeah, his room goes silent. Just, it? It just yeah. depends what. Yeah, if you if you don't have a joke with Hang him, on, is you a, if you don't have a joke with him, you'll have a joke with him and he, he'll, he'll he'll crack on with that. But also if you want him, if you want to sort of delve in a bit closer, yeah, open it up a little bit and then all of a sudden you'll just yeah you are literally hanging on every word. Wow, that's yeah. great. He used to have those talks with us as well. We probably only did about three. I only worked there for fourteen months. We probably did like this. This he probably did these three talks, and he'll just he'll do it probably times. On reflection, I didn't know at the time, but on reflection, sometimes he'll look around the team like I do upstairs, and I think, oh, something's like I don't know, something's being a bit more relaxed, or something seems a bit more relaxed. Complacency, or complacency yeah. is there, or they're getting on. They're just, they're just yeah, they're keeping their eye off the ball a little bit. And he may have done that, and then he, he obviously which brought him in to have these conversations. He just gets around the, nothing like gets around the chef's table, nothing, nothing other than just a conversation about a historic event that he'd been or. Just something he would say, mm. and all of a sudden you just you you're walking out the door. Think all you're thinking about going home is that. Yeah. So every single chef and front of the house would come in the next morning, and you'd be thinking about that, and you you, you could feel the atmosphere had changed. Yeah. And it was just from that. Oh, did, did you think about what Sat said last night? Yeah, I did actually. To be fair, yeah. And wow. Like, yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, that's that's, last, that that's, last that's like him. proper leader yeah, quality. Oh, well, he's, oh, he's, yeah. he's a natural born yeah, leader. You yeah. yeah, you couldn't. Yeah. You, run, you want to run for a door? <laughs> he, he leads every room he's in. Yeah, yeah. He steps into another chef's kitchen as a guest chef. He's the, the alpha, isn't he? Well, I was yeah. literally just thinking, is. So we've, just had, we've just had like four of us. So me, Narlise, and obviously Tommy have all been round. And we're all, I don't know like, if, a, if they don't think they're leaders at all, which is fine. But like, we've all, we'd all just like chatting to each other. Hmm. If Sat was in there, I'd automatically look up for him regardless if I fucking work for him or not. Yeah, yeah, you so do. Like, I can you, imagine. You stand up straight yeah. and you call him chef. Yeah. To, yeah. Literally, mate. Yeah. You know, if someone gets Tom, where do you want to do yours? Um, Sat, where are you doing yours first? <laughs> 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 that's what it's like. I can't yeah. believe you. Yeah, but he's, he, what's good, he's not old school like the old school chef, you must call me chef. You, you could know, call him Sat or chef. Yeah. It didn't matter. No, sure. But you just called him just chef. Because you wanted to. You yeah, he didn't like, he didn't command it it just it was organic that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's amazing John calls him the old man doesn't he it? It <laughs> yeah. John's the old man now isn't yeah, yeah, <laughs> it yeah oh, that's awesome man well we, yeah we've got to get got to get you over to Salt and uh, have a meal come upstairs have a glass of wine yes, with us yes definitely the next series a few beers we're doing, uh, doing later starting imminently yes yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'll definitely do it. Thanks so it's much good. for coming up here. Thank you, man. And enjoying the aircon as much as I know, the, it's uh, the coolest, coolest room in the house. Yeah, your wife will be jealous. Yeah. She's gone back to the room. She's actually oh, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Nice one. Thanks, guys. Uh, so we've had Tommy Banks, we've had Tom Shepard. Now we're joined by the Fallow Boys, Will and Jack. How are you doing, guys? You all right? Fantastic. Air yeah. conditioning here. I know. Oh, we've got the best spot up here. <laughs> <laughs> we're not allowed great. booze up here. Sun shining, watching the cricket, you know. 
It's yeah. a very different but interesting day. Yeah, that's <laughs> not what we're used to as chefs, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Well, it's very found, white, I find, up here at uh, the MCC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very, very proper. There's loads of space. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I follow cricket a bit, and it's it's funny because like even the players talk about how like you go you go up to Edgbaston or Old Trafford or Headingley, all these massive grounds, and it's like. But like, it's like, there's an atmosphere like here. It's like a hubbub. Yeah, it's like yeah. a bop, 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 it's very proper. sort of like, yeah. Yeah. and there's, yeah. it's, it's like a buzz all day. But there's never chanting or music or anything. <laughs> no, bar- genuinely, the, never. The no, you'll never, stuff, you'll yeah. never hear well, any they're, chanting. They're, they're, I must say, the toilets are the nicest toilets. Oh yeah, <laughs> the cleanest yeah. stadium. Well, if you can go to the stadium or yeah. the ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. the nicest toilets I've ever seen. Yeah, when yeah, in like you know, you're the only person in there. You look around, being like. Am I in the right place? Like, <laughs> the right These are the normal toilets. Yeah. yeah, it's not like football toilets, is it? Yeah. Exactly. Everyone's like, yeah, everyone is shouting around there. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, actually, you guys have come up on the podcast a fair bit, considering we've never had you on. Yes. We've both yeah. eaten at Fallow I've been there uh, three or several four times. times, and yes, yeah, so I've been there. This guy's a sales rep for you. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, you rate, you've been raving about it. these guys Absolutely for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I've not been since. I think February when I took a girlfriend, but no, I love it. It's great what you guys do. Just concept, the vibe, the food, and I still I was having it. My mate Adam would come down with me today. Yeah. I still say I don't know how you do the volume at the quality. It's still I've never done that volume. I don't know how it's so consistent. What, how many covers are you guys doing a day? What is the amount? Uh, honest, this this week's been pretty much our busiest week we've ever done. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we've probably get a bit. Are we going to hit about what, 3,500 covers this week? You're right, it's just come a bit closer. 3,500 3, covers this week. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's about. Um, we're doing regularly doing like 750 cover days and stuff. So Shit, it's, that it's is mega. insane. Yeah, it's quite. Um, it's quite a challenge, like you said. It's it's keeping the quality is always that. The one thing that we I think that we're kind of um, different from most of the chefs is that like we definitely see it as the whole package. It's mm. not just about the food. But when people come into Fallow, most people just like, shit, is it always this busy? Like yeah. literally, yeah. they're like, yeah. like a wall of noise when they yeah, come yeah. back. Yeah. That's, that's, the go, that's the go-to line. People are like, people are like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's so busy. And we're like, yeah. Yeah, 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 we we really. <laughs> yeah I know. I like, got no hair to show for it. We never planned it to be like that. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, when we, Will and I are both, you know, the last the last eight, seven, eight years of our lives has been in fine dining, Michelin style restaurants. So it was always about precision and, and you know, mm. ironing out to a certain degree. But when we started Fallow, it, it just kind of slowed. With the time that we opened it, where it was around COVID and, and you know, the world was a bit of a, a strange place, that it just slowly morphed into something that became people wanted to eat at and mm-hmm. we just kind of adapted to that fact yeah, yeah. and just more people wanted to come we were like we were so thankful for people wanting to book we were like oh we've got to serve them and we've got to serve them we've got to get bigger we've got to get bigger we've got to add more tables and we've got to extend mm-hmm. the terrace and that's sort of then become our own style and yeah, it wasn't yeah. what we initially set out to be but you're we're just like, willing to adapt as yeah your it was, it, we yeah. wanted to adapt we wanted to please everyone and you know when we first started out we were like most chefs like we want to do tasting menu we want to do this we want to do I don't want to do anyone after half nine or you know all, all, all the usual stuff <laughs> <laughs> whereas now it's like we've just gone like you know what 
sod it. Like people want to come all the time. We've kind of got this little niche now where people yeah. think we're the sort of place where you can go whenever <laughs> never, you want. Never have yeah. to book. Yeah. You yeah. never <laughs> have to book. You can turn up whenever yeah. you want. It doesn't matter how pissed you are, you'll get a table. <laughs> uh, and but but weirdly enough, it just yeah, it, it just works, works for us. Yeah. But there's another there's a and we've talked about it a little bit and it's hard to sort of like articulate exactly what I mean but there's something about what you guys do that from an outsider looking in it's like a chef's food and I don't mean that in like a staff cantini way I mean that in just like a, it's a it's, it's, food chefs want to eat yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean by think, like and general public that. obviously because yeah, but just you know your simple stuff still has technique behind it. a burger is not just a burger yeah. it's really wild and the thought behind the brunch the yeah, thought behind yeah. all the dishes uh-huh. which I think why it appeals to chef because there's what, just yeah. so much flavour yeah. and there's no like fast like there's no for bullshit. the sake of it yeah it feels like there's no bullshit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I think we, we, we settled on like um, I mean when, when we first started like the whole sustainability thing was like a, it's a massive crucial part of what, what we do so we, we really work on provenance on the ingredients and it, a lot of our like sort of a lot of the way that we source our dishes and stuff is kind of like the reverse of what most other chefs do like mm. most of the chefs are like get me the most banging ingredient in season right now yeah. and often we're like kind of doing a bit more reverse of that which is like like what's kind of left over at the moment like what you kind of what surplus and then you know you fall down this like rabbit warren of doing that so like say for the for this uh, event at the moment for the home of food we've done a cod dog mm. Um, and then initially we've had a few comments oh well cod's not sustainable but actually like the cod that we're using is is mm. it's off cuts it's trimmed from supermarkets oh. so it's one of the biggest uh, UK importers of, of cod that it's makes a, sense it's an incredibly um, sustainable source of uh, source of protein and then we, we, we make a, a mousse out of cuttlefish so like a lot of our menu is just sort of like for example we you know, now we sell like 400 kilos of uh, cod's heads cod's a week heads, at yeah. I had, I had, <laughs> the, co- I had the cod's head when I came. It's like a military operation. And the rest, it's probably more. Yeah. 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 The thing is, like, our, our, the, the sustainability angle is, is, is almost like a key message in the fact that that has also grown with the fact how the restaurants grow. You know, it yeah. started off being like, you know, when you're a small restaurant, you know, you buy from biodynamic farms, you buy only veg, which is grown in 25 miles. But as the restaurant's grown, and people have been saying, you know, oh, how can you be sustainable when you're serving that many covers? Well, it changes. Yeah. Might, now we're sustainable because we can do so much more with the volume we're doing. You, yeah, know, yeah, as, sure. you know, as Will said, with the cod sausage, cod, yes, it's not sustainable. But what we are able to do is buy a shitload or a massive amount of like a huge amount of surplus cod trim, yeah, yeah. which otherwise would genuinely have gone in the bin. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. that that, that actually, is really sustainable. It yeah. arguably makes a much mm. bigger difference on, on 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 the food waste system. Yeah, um, that was that was also one of my favourite things we've eaten today. And you expected to come out maybe as like a goujon or something. Well, and that's be what like you normally cut. see when yeah. you know people do a hot dog with fish. It's a panade something. So it was so yeah. nice to see it as a it represented an actual sausage. I yeah. it was lovely. It great was, texture. It was a bloody nightmare. To, was it? To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we, almost, we almost gave up. Like, <laughs> this going on the menu. Though. Fuck yeah, it. We're not doing well, it. Yeah. It's actually going on the menu. Got a new re- uh, a new place. Yeah. Um, which is named TBC location TBC okay uh, but hopefully coming to um, oh, yeah. nice. Fe- February 2024 awesome um, launching which is our new new place which we've been working on now for you know about a year which is which is coming along but the, the, we we wanted to do this fish um, hot dog for that 
mm-hmm. um, and we were working on it for about maybe two months and we were, we were about to give up on it because we tried different fish we tried salmon we tried I mean, we tried trout trim we tried other trim we tried emulsifying it and I don't know why we eventually thought of cuttlefish but we basically make a mousse from cuttlefish um, and spice it up with a bit of sriracha mm. um, and then we use the surplus cod trim which we dice up it's lightly cured and that gets folded through the mousse um, yeah, and then we, we pipe it and then we smoke it mm-hmm. so there's quite a few levels of it it's very labour intensive but the thing is, that's what, as Will was saying about turning the, the model on its head, we're buying the byproducts. So we're buying cuttlefish, yeah. quite a bit of labour to prep it. We're buying cod waste, again, quite a lot of labour to prep it. Making some sort of concoction, again, very labour intensive, adding lots of flavour, lots of technique, smoking it, piping it, emulsifying it. Yeah. But eventually you end up with a product which is, which we hope to be it's, quite it's great. Quite message, appealing. Because like years ago, it was about using, oh, we'll use the cut that's not used often. But now you've taken it on to such a different level about mm. you know, like the detail you've just gone into of these ingredients that are just thrown in the beer oh, it's like, or disrespect like spent it. hands. Yeah. Like, the amount of work we've done on spent hands recently, like spent hands are cheaper than carrots. But you have to order them. <laughs> you have to order them by the pallet. It's the largest industrial waste in the UK food system. Wow. Yeah. Um, but you can only take them if you can order them by pallet from, from two suppliers, Ad Harvey being the biggest one. Um, so that's been our main research into our new chicken shop. So yeah, that goes back to you saying the volume helps you. Yeah, the, the space, like, the volume, the covers. Yeah. Like it's one of those things. It's a, it, we found it really t- hard at the beginning because a lot of the time we were going to suppliers and we were saying, like, what have you got left over? And that's a really like quite. It's a good way of doing things, but it's also quite. A, um, it, it's low impact, you know. Yeah, it's, sure, it yeah. doesn't make. But but now because we've got such a like having enough covers to first first of all, make it a profitable um, thing on the menu and also having enough people to hear about it for our like social media and stuff. You know, the scale of the business massively responds to it. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah it's been a bit of an evolution for us. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's something we're still really passionate about is in, that, in the business, it drives that, us forward. Is sure. that where the satisfaction comes for you boys then? Like doing it this way? You, you've been around the block, you've, been, you've worked in mission star places. Is this where you get your fix from it? Is turning these I, mean, so that is definitely, I think the element of it, I mean, ultimately, you know, ultimately we, we started Fallow to, to, be, to be a business. Mm-hmm. So the old, I think the, the same as many restaurateurs is the, the, the ultimate satisfaction is by people appreciating what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the ultimate reason for us for opening Fallow was to make people happy by food. As you know, as you do, as many other chefs do, as many other restaurateurs do, the people that ultimately there come to Fallow to have a great meal. Yeah. Like we really don't want it to be rammed down their throat when they come to the restaurant like oh you know oh we are sustainable blah blah, blah. Yeah. like it's you come to Fallow because you want to have a good time you want to get pissed you want to have some great food and relax you know all this stuff you go out for yeah but there is an element of added satisfaction when they really appreciate of course what we're the message we're trying to do but for us the message is almost second to having the good time mm-hmm. for us it's massive about the atmosphere and coming because you want to have a fucking a great yeah. meal or you want to have yeah. a good experience or you want to go on a date or you want to bring a business party whatever yeah, fallow yeah. caters for many things yeah yeah man um, no, you but, definitely have created but ultimately, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. but ultimately like you know the food we ultimately want to serve people to leave thinking god that was really good 
Mm. Yeah. And secondly, it's like, oh, and also the sustainable message, we're doing it because we believe it's the right thing to do, uh-huh. not because we want them to, we want to ram it down their throats. Yeah. Like, we're doing no, it's it not it's never a militant message at all. It never comes yeah. across that way. But what's good about it is it inspires other chefs. Younger the next generation of chefs coming through, just making them think differently about what they're using, why they're using it. Again, because it's not being like forced down their throat. Yeah. Inspiring that generation, I think, is an important thing to do. Mm-hmm. No, I think I, 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 I'd, I'd, agree, I'd echo that point. I think that's massive. For yeah, us. it's like you know, like massive people like you, you see people like you see young chefs throwing stuff in the bit, like you know, they're chopping oh. in the bin, and you have to like, you have to be like, look, mate, or you know, you talk to them, you're like, why are you throwing that away? Yeah, why have you got rid of that? Like, why aren't you using that? And it, and it opens their eyes to it. And I think the yeah, more they, the more chefs that can do that, it will change everyone's mindset. Yeah, and when I was training, it was you got the message of you know it's wasting money in the bottom line. Obviously, that's important. But if you can push that message further, the greater importance of not chucking it in the bin, it just reinforces it a lot more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that earlier. Weirdly, we were saying about how. So it's learning about why you do the things. Not you can be told to do anything. Yeah. Like how do you do it, or what do you do this for? But why? Why are you do it? That's actually yeah. during that message makes people understand or care or give a shit. You know? Yeah, and that's going to inspire them. They understand that whole picture. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think there's a lot to change as well. You know, like mm. I look back at our track, like well, my training specifically. It's like you know, it was always about this. Take this off. That goes in the bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many yeah. times have I been? How many time, How many fish have I prepped in my life? Mm. Slob the head off, chuck it in the bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both in the bin. Yeah. Do you need to make a stock? No, we don't. Stock's not on the menu. Bin it. It's like it's it's actually mental when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it is mad. Yeah, like, and okay, you're really. Okay, I, I, I granted a fish stock may not be on the menu, but also if you're using fish, yeah, the fish stock should be on the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you use the fucking fish? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, I mean? yeah it's, so true. It's 50% of the fucking product. And then the produce is right in your menu. Isn't yeah. it? You're not right in the menu and getting the produce. You're, you know, you're creating it via yeah. what you've got. That's the, that's the tough thing about the fallow menu. It's like, it's the stage now. It's like, we can't take that off because there's so many things. We don't have that element. The chain reaction. It's just a massive chain reaction. You take something off and then like someone comes up to you, like you change the menu. You've done everything. Properly. We don't have any cauliflower stock. You've, you've, <laughs> yeah, you've, brief, you've briefed all the teams. You've briefed the managers. Right, guys, we've changed the menu. You're really excited about it. You've changed the menu. You've done the pricing. And then some little comedy comes up to you and is like, Chef, uh, got no cauliflower stock. Like, Bam! <laughs> 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 I forgot about that one little thing. It's back on the menu. Back on the menu. <laughs> yeah, you got to like, redo it again. <laughs> Uh, so how's the festival been for you today? The cod dog's gone down well. What else? So have, you, have you brought any other things that you normally do at Fallow over to here today? No, yeah, Tommy specifically asked for corn. He was like, yeah, the corn. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Go up with the corn. Yeah, it's just just the end of the season, but it's, it's, it's perfect for, for corn at the moment. So yeah, yeah nice. we've, we've done a lot of that. And then um, and there's frozen margaritas. Frozen margaritas oh, are doing what? pretty well, wasn't they? Jesus. Jesus. The yeah. 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 yeah, they're more like uh, Marg slushies. We're going down a store. I wouldn't no, complain. No, no. No, uh, we've done, yeah, we've done the corn, we've done the hot dog, we've done, we've done a veggie burger, which is great, which we did at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's been great. The weather's been amazing. Nice. A bit too hot, but can't complain. Yeah, You're yeah, in aircon yeah. now. Can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are loving it out there. It's sweet right now. Nice one. Thanks so much for taking the time to come up and briefly chat to us. Like, yeah, really it's a uh, real it. pleasure to have you. And honestly, I rave to everyone about Fallow. It's a, you, you guys are onto a winner. It's special place they're doing some great things so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah thanks thank very much thanks so much for having us no worries cheers pleasure so the uh, luxurious conveyor belt of chefs continues upstairs at the media centre here at Lords. Yeah. myself the best till last yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely it's uh, been too long this why have we not been in like, how many seasons you're on um five well, 
it will be we're starting our fifth soon this is yeah. part of our like, if I'm on it I, if I'm honest I am offended okay good <laughs> that you? was my intent how long have we known each other <laughs> since 2008 yeah. and we've yeah. taken to season 5 I know. thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> so on that note welcome Alex uh, yes. pleasure to have you in our Who's gantry <laughs> <laughs> so Alex obviously you know Alchemia but not, not really on Alchemia's watch today no what is, what's, the, what's the game at the festival we're on today, today. Yeah. so uh, we're on a, <clears throat> a second site next door which is a, a fried chicken spot it's mm-hmm. called Mollis yeah, uh, and Tommy asked us to come and do, to come and sing some chicken. Lovely. How much chicken are we talking, and what's on the menu? Uh, I think we've brought over a thousand. Wow. Over a thousand portions in total. It's about Jesus. Thirteen, fourteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what we're doing today? Classic sandwich, which is seems to be an absolute like barn burner with ours. We had this guy from do you know the food review club? Yes, that guy. The big guy. Yeah. He yeah. came. After two months of being open, and I don't know how many chicken sandwiches he's eaten, and he was like, I'm saying it. This is the best chicken sandwich I've ever yeah. He's got some followers. Which is why we well. wrote it on that thing. It 1.7 million wow, across wow. his platforms. Yeah. Fair he's play. now sponsored by Black Forge Stout. Oh, right. And Conor McGregor. Nice. There you go. <laughs> the last time I was on his Instagram, he's hanging out with Conor at the. And he's actually on fire. That's all right. All, fried chicken, all he does is, yeah, he eats yeah. burgers. Fair enough. True. Bad life. Fair so enough. So yeah, we're doing that. So uh, best fried chicken sandwich you've had. Uh, our staple gotcha chang buffalo wings with pickled pineapple mm-hmm. and uh, Nashville hot oil lobster mayo for a kaki. Yeah, which is a new one for this week. Lovely. We were just saying how good <laughs> the. I told you the buffalo was superb. I'm a. Buffalo connoisseur. You're a big connoisseur of the buffalo. <laughs> he's a, no, ju- he's just... a judge of, of chicken these days, this guy. <laughs> Honestly. Only because it's free wings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like buffalo's one of those things, some people, it's, j- it's just hot sauce. It's not that buttery, tangy, like yeah. hot buffalo shuffy. That's nearly a butter, third. Butter, creamy. That's nearly like, a third butter. That tangy gets on the back of your throat. That's, that's a buffalo. And that's the sweet as well. Banging. You yeah. always miss the sweet. Like this, yeah. there's, there is a, a sweet and a spicy rather than just, like I say, it's not just franked. Yeah, it's not just Frank's or all that syrupy chili sauce in the late night kebab house. Yeah. Had one recently, someone <laughs> called it, it called ace. it buffalo. <laughs> it's ace, but it ain't fucking buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was yeah. not buffalo. It is not buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's been on since day one, and people we sell probably more of that than anything else. Oh, nice. People love them. I mean, people like yeah, say yeah. like people love. It's always the one thing that like if people have a sandwich, they'll then be like, and six buffalo wings. Yeah, 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 yeah nice. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people are always. You want to yeah, you want to move away. You want to move away, don't you? But you're yeah. like, <laughs> I'm taking people away. A few people are like, oh, then it back. at waitresses like three steps away. And they go, arms <laughs> <laughs> start flailing. And Panic. Like, and yeah. the, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. how's it going down in Nottingham, Mollis? Good. Good. Yeah. It's been uh, well, you know, like everything. Like the times are interesting. To say the least. Yes, the times are certainly very <clears throat> most challenging I've ever known in this industry. Oh man, I keep saying this like COVID was a walk in the park. Yeah, wasn't it really? I take COVID back tomorrow. Because it didn't do anything. Like we just did boxes and got paid, and it was all right. Like it was tough. But this, yeah. this, this is this last year. Yeah. Or certainly from last this time last year <clears throat> to like April. Yeah. May was. Savage, yeah, pretty yeah. much same yeah. format for us. Like our October to March, those two last quarter, first quarter was a real challenge. Getting people in, you know, you can control the cost as much as you want, but the, 
people in. Worst Christmas we've ever had. Yeah. And it was probably, Mollis was, was, was terrible timing. Yeah. Really, in, in, in all honesty, because we, we got the keys in like March, other side yeah. of COVID, and it was like, mint, let's go. Yeah. Like now people coming out of the mm. little dark holes, everyone's bored, fed up. Yeah. So, you know, let, let's, let's do it now. Mm. And then we got tied up in red tape, we got tied up in councils and planning, all that shite, and we didn't get in until August. Yeah. So we started building at the beginning of like energy Fuck. crisis yeah so then so we had this thing where like Mollis's costs were going through the roof yeah because of all you know plywoods and everything screws like I mean, everything went through the roof <laughs> and then Al Camilla was like just not you know not what it was mm -hmm. what it used to be like, oh yeah. no it has been in the past like, now it's back it's back it's better but that fucking four months was dog shit. Yeah. yeah. Worst Christmas I ever seen. Not even at Al Camilla, worst Christmas I've ever seen. Yeah. In general. Yeah. In twenty five years of being wow. in kitchen. And Christmas is you guaranteed. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You guarantee Take it. Christmas. Yeah. And you know if you've got shit one coming up, that gets you through. Yeah, yeah. But it should be we open bonus. an extra day at Christmas because oh, we can yeah. fill it. Yeah, we open yeah. Tuesday nights. Ah, right. So we do we do five nights or five, five, yeah, five dinners and a lunch. Because yeah. we can sell it hundred times over. Mm. Not this year. Yeah. We do wow. twenty five on a Tuesday, twenty yeah. on a Tuesday like Yeah. Thinking what's the fucking point? I might as well Is it impossible We to might as well have just stayed shut and stayed at home. <laughs> <laughs> Is it impossible to forecast like how things might look in it's only like three or four months time till Christmas this year. Like. I think now it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing, I don't know what it's like Nottingham Way, but Stratford, the pickup is later. Mm. Like, whereas Saturdays used to be blocked out. Now, sometimes it'll be like a Monday and there's a few tables on a Saturday. Yeah. They'll settle, yeah. but not till the first it's last Friday. minute. Yeah, it's a push. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's just a very different way, and then you, you, it's hard to forecast for, really. yeah, yeah. hard to plan in order for, because you're like, what if we don't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Historically, yeah. we could always just look at the diary and know that the diary was, you know, you might have a, a good-looking Wednesday, like 30, obviously, with 44 mm. full, and then four weekends, like, almost like a month, for a whole month. Mm -hmm. And then you might pick up and you'd be like, oh, man, it's a full, it's kind of every night. And yeah. now we look at it and you're like, yeah. Fuck, there's like 10 on Wednesday or, mm. but then you do 25. Yeah. If she's great, it's not 44, it's better than oh. 10, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, well, how would yeah. you prep for that? Because, and again, we you know you, we rely on, on quite a bit of part-time staff. Yeah. When did you go with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, like. Yeah, so you're only variable in our highest cost, which is staff. Yeah. And, you, and they're great because you can cut them. Yeah. If you don't need them, yeah. it works, it's wonderful. but. If everyone's filling up late, course, yeah, yeah. you know, you put staff on for whatever, and then you're like, I've, we found recently, we're just like fucking texting people, and we're like, can you work tonight, please? I'm really sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. and you know, I've got plans now. Like, and you, you tr you're trying to fill yeah. holes as, as quick as you can rather than you would have known. Sure. Like, you know, like, but, but yeah, it is what, what it what is, it, isn't it? We were just having a conversation in the lift, and what it, what we have to look at now was, as chefs and like me and Alex, we opened the same year, we're a few months Did, apart. Yeah. Yeah. So like six and a half years old. Mm. So it's like, I, I was saying, you can't just market, taste a menu, Michelin star, like little unique. You've been that for ages. Great. Yeah, 
because people just don't see it anymore. You need to find new ways to market yourself mm-hmm. without changing your brand, which is where you have to get really creative and just yeah. challenging. Yeah. And like you said, new revenue streams, whatever you can do. Yeah. Like we're, I'm doing some little Sunday events that I'll go and do on my own with a part-timer that are just things upstairs in the cookery school. Yeah, special like experience-led stuff. Yeah, yeah. just trying to like, again, I won't make a huge amount of revenue from that, but it's marketable value yeah. and it'll promote yeah. the rest of it. Exactly. Well, and it's putting yourself out there, isn't it? And if, exactly. you go to, if you do that for eight or 10 people that are, willing to spend that money on something that's private yeah then they'll most likely come to the restaurant yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not that's people okay. that are you know like this is great but I'm 107 miles away from my restaurant <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know like yeah yeah you need this to be a Trent Bridge yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's even worse because it's a fried chicken with Al Camilla yeah. <laughs> you're not travelling 107 miles for a chicken wing uh, yeah. I mean they're good it's going to have your brand aware all I'm saying that when we did do Food Review Club we did have people come from London oh, the nice. day after oh, the nice. day after we posted a thing we had people travelling from London for like chicken salmon that's yeah. mental that's great they were turning up and like awesome. we want that sandwich <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're weird chill out yeah chill out man needy but, yeah it does, it does happen but they're not like all oh, these are not here yeah. Yeah. there's not these thousands of people coming up on train yeah. tomorrow is there no <laughs> sure but you never know the knock-on effect, I guess. Like they've got mates, they've all got social media yeah, channels. You abs- know, absolutely, it's, yes. it's immeasurable, but it's there. You know, it's there. It, it serves a purpose. Yeah. The one thing I think they've done great here is they've really branded each one out. Faces of the chefs, yeah, names of the got, chefs. Oh yes, yes. I think they're doing really good, especially for a first one as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. for something quite often yeah. you do these things and it's like we said that for a first one, it's normally like you know you can tell it's their first one, whereas they've started at a high. It feels level. slick. Yeah. yeah, it does feel slick. It feels it's felt, it has felt organised all the way through. That's the cool. Communication from Tommy and the team, and mm. you know what we need, who needs what, blah blah blah. All that is that's cool. Has been yeah, yeah has been pretty straightforward, really. Nice, yeah. which is nice because sometimes it's and fun. also you haven't had to like go into a bit of temporary a temporary kitchen you've gone into a place that is here all the time oh yeah we've got well lucky yeah there's an app tower I've got well lucky yeah yeah see this kitchen it's massive it's bigger than the one at Seoul yeah yeah it's like your kitchen down there is four times the size of grass feds is it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's bad for a food We're just fried some chicken and Three times the size of salt, probably. Yeah. 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 We, yeah we, 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 even the small ones, though, like you, we've been walking around to, to yeah. Luke's and them, and it's, it's our deal, isn't it? Like, mm. it's, yeah, exactly. Like we did Lost Village a couple of years ago, and it was like, a, it, it was like an army tent. Yeah. Do you know, like we were in, obviously yeah, in a field, and it was like... It's changed a bit. Yeah. But it was, it was good. But. So other than obviously your chicken and Gareth Ward's chicken, because you're sort of sharing that space. Yep. What, what else have you tried? Have you tried anything else? Mate, I've had loads of it. I can't yeah. read. What's your favourite so far? Uh, I had the cod yeah, dog. dog. Yeah, the cod dog. Yeah, yeah from Fallow. Uh, Hard to say. Cod yeah, dog. cod dog. Sounds like Don Dog. It's a bit close to condom. I've just had some pies from Pie Room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to go there. Yeah. Knox, Knox, is, Knox is just absolutely knocking. We knocking it out of the park. Yes, I'm knocking it out of the oval. <laughs> the oval. Is it not what it is? Lords. Uh, is it not? An, is it not an oval? I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> is it not an oval though? Um, or is it just? Why? What's the oval? It's a the oval ground. is another ground. Oh, not far is that not like a cricket ground? No. What's a cricket ground then? It's cricket pitch, pitch yeah. Is that all it is? Yeah, and then the wicket is the bit they play on. The oh, wicket, we. The yeah. whole thing. I thought that was like your 
We're experts now because we. This is where we work. Because you've been watching it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, 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 we're officially pundits. I thought I was your pubic yeah. region. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did want to ask you, like, so you guys, you obviously you met years ago and worked together. Two thousand eight. No, it was. Yeah, so yeah. It was like fifteen years ago. So when I'd started what a few months before you, and Alex stayed after me. So you were at Sats three long and a half years. Yeah, yeah, I was there too. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, we met 2008. Yeah, so actually, we've got some fucking stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to spoon in an afternoon. <laughs> Honestly. He lived in a house with John that was so cold. We, there was no central heating in the house I lived in with John. We had one of those, you know, the old school gas heaters. Yeah. Oh, so God. I'd turn that on to warm upstairs and it'd take a couple of hours. But it was so cold, we'd have an afternoon, we'd stick a movie on in my room. Oh. We'd both be in my bed. Bless you. Spoon in watching so sweet. Sweet. movies, so eating hobnobs. Yeah. Can I be Little Spoon now? Yeah. yeah go it's yeah. at turns. <laughs> it, it was in winter you'd wake up and I'd breathe and you'd see oh, it, it was, it was, it was wow. horrendous that house was horrendous wasn't it yeah. Wow. Yeah. is John still in that house? House? no 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 it's a staff house now <laughs> yeah. John John lives under the side yeah good <laughs> it's weird because we were talking with Tom Shepard earlier because obviously he was there after you but he was at Sats as well and talking about what a grounding that place was and what a legend Sat was but um, I assume like you know it meant a lot yeah. to you being at that place at that stage of your career uh, yeah at that stage it was it was yeah, it was invaluable, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Don't Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was talk- I, we still have this conversation with the, with the young lads, and we were talking about it yesterday with, um, even with the Soms, like, because we're rebuilding the wine list, and we were talking about that, that your belly, you know, your belly never lies. Yeah. And we still, like, 15 years later, that's, that's how we're like, whatever you do, whatever you create whatever you put on whatever you know any of that mm-hmm. like whether it's choosing a wine or choosing whatever that feeling you get in your belly when it says that's not right yeah Just trust your gut yeah yeah and if if you the moment you override that mm-hmm. you might as well pack up and fuck off home because <laughs> yeah. it's like that's when you've you know you've you've let yourself you let yourself down mm-hmm. so we always try to sell it to the kids and that's what sat you know that was a thing and it's quite unique at the us. time yeah, yeah, for sure. Like yeah. people just cooked with like cooking and cooking. You know, it was like yeah, and we just made things. To, didn't ask questions of themselves. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. and we were taught to 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 think, to to be creative. You know, like I remember getting bollocks because I talked about an idea for too long. Really? And he was like, just, <laughs> he was like, just, just fucking shut up and order it. And I was like, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't dare, do you? Just say, like, no, you like you kind sure. of keep like sort of had this like flutter thing, and then he was like, just fucking order like. Can you, remember what that, can you remember what that was? No, no. it was probably mm-hmm. something terrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> 15 years has changed. So there, there, was, like, there was a time, probably what, that's, I think it was that summer, 2008, we'd had the new kitchen and that, and that started projects, mm. which were fantastic. We got so many ideas out of it, but it got to a point. We had, <laughs> so me and him, and if there was anyone else, or... Um, There's only a few of us, wasn't there? Yeah, it was like nobody was in the kitchen. Bit of a revolving door we saw, and we had Bobby the Apprentice, didn't we? But we all had to do something we'd never done before, Wow. once a day. So five days once a, a week. Once a day? Yeah, man. Fuck, that's yeah. brutal. It could be a component. It's just like forcing me to step I've never seen a man so. compress a banana in so many things. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Okay. Today I've compressed banana in honey. Oh, wow, Paul, that's... I've always wanted to do this. It has been on my bucket list forever. We'd, like, we'd have a fucking busy day, and me and Alex would be like, "You got a project today?" And he'd be like, "No." I'm like, "No." It's like right, ten o'clock at, least at we're night. Just shit <laughs> and we're down the back compressing something, or just making a random dressing. <laughs> but there was a lot of creativity that come. From what, that. Yeah, when you had the time, it was a great, it was a great thing, and, and I think I, I can't speak for Sat, but I think in hindsight, he probably knew 
that it was a very difficult thing to do every day. Yeah, when you know, kind of force the creativity. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Saturday when you've got you know you've got lunch, dinner. Cleaned there's not cleaned. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. not many. There was only what me, you, John, Bobby, Bobby, and yeah, Tommy, sat service. and sat. That's insane. That was it. Now there's what minimum oh. twelve. Oh, great. oh, loads. Yeah, there's yeah. that army of them. Yeah, yeah, they do more. <laughs> loads more. more. They, I remember to, on my yeah. first week, and I'll never forget it. On my first week, because I'd come from a place that was even smaller. Yeah. So Anthony only did like thirty. Yeah. And you and John, and it's probably just you and John because nobody else there, being like it's thirty-six booked on Saturday. Yeah, and went whisper, like it was like whispers, like oh my god, like like this was massive, mm. like yeah. like we'd never yeah. done thirty six, <laughs> and then by the time I left, we were, by the time I left, we were doing seventy six. Wow, yeah. <laughs> like, we would, we, we would, we'd have kitchen table, nucleus, bench, relays, yeah. like that. It yeah. was like oh, we're doing like seventy something now, and then lunches because we never when I started at Stats, we never did lunch. When you started a bit after no that was all yeah, we do the odd chef's table, and then that was it. Chef's tables a week. Then yeah. you know he's very good in terms of business of making something out of nothing and a space that's there. She's yeah. always generated revenue fantastically. Like, there's yeah. one thing you got to say about him, isn't it? Oh man, there's, there's, there's loads I could say about him. Yeah, yeah. Like, like honestly, like, and, and uh, the other thing I think for me was. Oh, I'm addicted to cricket now. Look, this is mint. I know. I'm like, oh my god. Was the rules? No, no, it's not violent enough for me. Unless they start fighting in the oval. Yeah, yeah, that would be a first. It's right, gentlemen, isn't it? The other thing was the was the just the the quite just the question to question everything. Yeah. Do you know, like I've never had a chef touch with that. Yeah, I've never, never have, never, never since or never before did I have a chef that that taught us a like things about your belly, like that's when you failed, and that to question stuff. Question: Is, is it good wrong? enough? Yeah, is it good enough? Can you do better? Can yeah. Wow. And then yeah. the other one. all the really basic questions that all sure. chef, or anybody should be asking any walk of life yeah. that's doing anything that's creative. If you work for somebody else and you don't care, it gives a shit. But if it's yours or you're creative or passionate about it. They're really basic questions that everybody should be saying. Yeah. Is this good enough? Uh-huh. Is it is it at its best? So long Sometimes we're scared to ask that of ourselves, aren't we? Yeah. But that's where you so eat. Yeah, there was no. Like... That's the thing. No ego. Yeah. There was no. There was no ego in that sense of the food is is more important than all of us. But alongside that, it was the first chef that you know asked my opinion, and like he'd ask an apprentice opinion. What do you think about that? And it's just like we used to be dictated to. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of yeah like, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. Do you like yeah. it? Like if we did a dish up, we'd all taste the dish. Yeah, it wasn't wow. just him and John. Which is that's yeah, really cool. common now across restaurants. But it started with like your Hestons and your Saps, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, Heston was always yeah. questioning everything. No, no but nobody is not worthy enough of an opinion. Of course, yeah. essentially yeah. that's the thing because you might get a, a commie who's been cooking for a year who just blurts out something that sure. you like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. That's that, yeah. You're right. Well, like, Bobby, Bobby would get a dish on, and it might, you know, might you might tweak it, but it's essentially his dish. And like, how proud that commie or apprentice. Oh, mate, them moments. Buzz, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do, we we do that now a lot. Like we try and get the lads to, you know, get them to think as much as they can. So and say, look, it's completely open. If you've got an idea, yeah, you know, we're writing menus coming. Yeah, oh, so it's I can't do this on my own. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? I'm not. This isn't restaurant Paul Foster. This is something that's about all of us. It's the food. I can't do it on my own. Yeah, I can't be the only creative person. Well, and sometimes you go around in loops. Yeah. Don't and you? You get stuck in your own box. Yeah, 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 yeah. You find yourself like. Yeah. And one of the things which I said, which is ironic, when I left, 
one of the reasons that I left was A, I'd done my time and was looking for a senior position and I'd fucked up and obviously Gavin was took that yeah, job yeah. and wasn't going anywhere was the fact that I'd felt like I'd seen it come round three times mm-hmm. yeah. so it was but now I find myself doing that <laughs> yeah. and now I'm like um, yeah when it comes to whatever like now I'm like right okay let's right, it's pigeon time mm. whereas really sometimes I want to go oh, fuck, no let's get like Rip it up. X, Y, Z, yeah, yeah, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is with like yours, it's the same. It's cons- and Sats was the same. And you realise why when you get older, it's consistency. Yeah. Mm. There's certain ingredients that are phenomenally consistent. And when you're doing everybody different, yeah. as in different times, if you're not kitchen table or you're not anasia, mm. there is, you are limited to a certain extent mm. by what you can or can't use. I can't roast a, a joint of something and just and, yeah. and like Gareth can, you know because he's like everything goes at once yeah or yeah. you know kids or whatever like because they just go right that's perfect bosh 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 everybody gets it yeah yeah. I, exactly. I'd just be cutting off ends and binning it and, weird, like, and I can't do it it's just a waste yeah. of you yeah. know you think well, okay, well that's 10 portions but not really because I've got to allocate yeah. four for waste yeah and then, well, that's going to sit there and dry and, so the, and the cost of protein it. at the moment yeah you know not ridiculous but it's expensive you know we look at something like oh, that's £4.50 for a tasting tasting yeah. you know tasting menu size main course yeah yeah, yeah. So if you like it four portions <laughs> for a bin yeah i <laughs> can't do that yeah, sure. now i see now and i find but i do find myself again questioning myself and saying well actually that's why you not the only reason but that's one of the reasons why you left i felt that you need i felt i need to live at that time mm-hmm. to stop doing that yeah yeah, yeah. Fair. so yeah, we use pretty... we find it with other things there's certain things that we kind of have to it's usually the meat that is the thing that, I, that it becomes yeah cyclical whereas like other stuff like we move away from like let's not always have a scallop on or let's not always have you know yeah. like let's look at whatever <clears throat> let's look at a bream or let's look at an aged piece of trout or do you know something that's that's different and and yeah and, and, and obviously we, i and you i assume cook very differently to how i did well 15 10 5 from the day we opened <laughs> the restaurant like yeah. i'll, I'll yeah. camilla now or then i wouldn't put any of those dishes on yeah, yeah. Oh, like my, my book was pretty much the first and second year yeah it's like there's elements that you yeah certain things you like delicious none of the dishes yeah. are on no, 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 no we use it for recipes i'm like oh fuck yeah <laughs> oh yeah so, yeah so, yeah so, but, but sauces or pure, yeah. no no i would never put yeah, like and sometimes i think fuck how do we get stars so quick man looking at that like <laughs> uh, uh, who paid off somebody like because it's just because <laughs> it is from what it is now yeah, yeah. it's worlds apart yeah uh, and I think well that was really sim- maybe I should go back to that maybe it's like because it's simple I don't know maybe it's more complicated <laughs> yeah. like you say it's like you, the older you get though like, you mature with it and you refine things you definitely things. and you get more confident yeah you get more confident in your cooking like mine is definitely although it was quite simple then it's it's even sort of simpler now I think yeah, yeah. you know and again you look at not to use the same examples but look at kitchen table or you know, like Gareth or whatever that yeah. have been in that in them. I'm just thinking about chefs that have been in that place. Or even sat for the same. It's definitely same simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, you grow with that environment. Absolutely. Yeah. And, exactly. and we now, I understand what the capabilities of our kitchen are. I understand the capabilities of our service. I understand the capabilities of, you know, what we can or can't send in in its peak condition. Yeah. There's yeah. certain things that you can try all you want and be like, yeah, we'll do that. And then it's like, yeah, but is it practical? Yeah. 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 I, 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 it's all well and good saying, oh, I don't give a shit. I'm not scared. But 
if you're going down on a Saturday night and can it, you get it out consistently yeah perfect the way you've done it on that day when it was yeah beautiful. and you don't know that until you, until you do it do you and, and now I feel like we have a a, a, a loads better grasp on yeah what that is yeah. whether it's your food naturally evolves in your environment <laughs> you've seen our small salt kitchen is yeah and you know, if we'd have moved into a different environment and maybe more chefs, it would have taken a different natural course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're not limited by it, but I know it's a limitation. We've had a new kitchen now, but it's still tiny. Yeah, yeah. We know it's a limitation. Yeah, it's just a new tiny kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's got shinier. Yeah. <laughs> and they're probably a bit more fluid. Like you probably made a bit... This, we can't make this... Unless it's like blocking walls down, we can't make well, this space exactly. bigger, can you? Like, yeah. The footprint is the footprint. Yeah. You make yeah. it a bit more ergonomical. You know, six years in, you know it's limitations. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, I yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't of course. try and do 20 components. Not a word, no, but sure. I know you Well, can. that's the thing. It's quite nice, I think, to have that because it kind of almost forces you to do that. Just and I think there's something yeah. about that, this is what I've certainly learned over the last three, four years, is that it is infinitely more what I want to cook and eat. Yeah. Mm. Because yeah, it's, yeah. there is nowhere to hide. Yeah. Mm. No. If yeah. yeah. Like we have a dish at the moment that is like it's been on a little while because people fucking love it. But it's literally a piece of age bream. Cook it over the coal. So we age them for like a week. Mm-hmm. So they're beautifully dry. And we cook them over coal and then we we drop it into some rendered ham fat. Mm. Yeah, it's some yeah. better ham fat, yeah. oh. and we just brush it with like mushroom garum and some puff quinoa, and we do a caramelized ham cream and lobster broth. But it's literally fish cream sauce. Yeah, yeah, but it's fucking yeah. It's sensational. It is, but you know, like again, talking about that thing, you eat that dish, you're like, you know it in your gut. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's a dish. Yeah, and every like, you know. You give it to like everybody's in the world, just like that fucking brilliant dish. Well, I'm up next month. Yeah. 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 Looked in. Yeah, we're down from table talk. Oh, on the on the eighth. <coughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that Will was... we have that? I'm excited for that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't, yeah. if you don't, I'll make sure you do. Because it's got no. The thing is, is no. It's been a nice one for the summer because we've had a bit of a staffing thing where we lost a couple of staff and a bit of. A, it's a really long shitty story, but a bit of staff, and then we were waiting for a psalm and we waiting for a shop manager, mm. and it was like, what can we keep consistent? Yeah, because that's the other thing I've overridden as well is my want to constantly change stuff. Yeah, like in the beginning you, it was sometimes like sometimes you're, you're doing it, you're changing it for you. You're changing because you're bored. Yeah, yeah not yeah. for your guests. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah. bored because you've served it. Yeah. yeah, how many times a week? That thousand time, as long as it's still amazing, that guest is loving it because it's new. Yeah. yeah, only when it comes to point where it's been on long enough that people are coming back and they're like oh wait the first time okay yeah. well, maybe now or you can see the chefs are getting tired and it's slipping yes yeah, yeah. but, but <laughs> yeah. we've had the, it's been on for, 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 for a good few months because it just it didn't have it's a, it, I suppose not a huge amount of seasonality to it yeah it's not got asparagus on yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean so it's like it's perfect just to sit there and it's, it's just going kind of absolute and it has got even better because again the, the thing with leaving something on for a little bit longer yeah is that's when you refine it. it. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you get if you do it for a month and then be like, take it off a board, it's like, could it have got better? Yeah. yeah. Because there is only again, it's questioning yourself. Yeah. And and, you, and sometimes you have to get it on, don't you? You can get to a point that you n- nailed it, mm-hmm. and everybody's eating it, everyone's happy, and someone's got your wine, and you think, yeah, brilliant, that's amazing, let's get that on. But even then, if you eat that again in a couple of weeks, or you serve it a few times, you go, actually, do you know what? Yeah. 
it should be just this or that or tw- little mm. them little things them little and it's like all of a sudden within three weeks it's actually even better dish yeah so you know like and they wouldn't have got that good without putting it on yeah sometimes you have to just get it on yeah sure yeah you can put, you it, can't, on that, put it on that journey yeah and, yeah and by doing it only by doing it 40 times on a Wednesday and 40 times on a yeah. Thursday 40 times on a, and 80 times on a Saturday and 40 minutes yeah that you go oh, actually cool after 200 goes this this could be 200th time lucky yeah this could be yeah this could be and it's only small small things yeah, tweaks, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah see get it on the yeah. get it on its journey mm-hmm. and then yeah when it slips I suppose then you fucking sack it up <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly but well, You'll have to report back because I'll look forward to you chatting about yeah. that. But yeah, we can if you don't. Yeah, even if we take it off, uh, I'll just I'll just get a bream in. <laughs> don't have to worry yeah. about that, mate. Oh, it's amazing. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. It's a really good use for like because we do a snack. We do this hash brown thing with the sliced cured pork belly. With the with the you know we get it from um, amazing company called Salt Pig. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right from Do you know Ben? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get loads of their charcuterie and stuff from. We them. use it in grass Yeah, so we incredible. use Ben's the. The cured bellies. Yeah, exactly. But obviously, you know, he was getting the gnarly dried bits and yeah. all them bits that we can't use. Yeah. We, we make that cream with that. Ah, so we just we okay. just freeze down the bits of the dry nubbins and all of that. Yeah. And then you chop them and infuse them into your cream and then oh, caramelize nice. up. So yeah. there's always a bit in the freezer. Oh, I get one bream in there. Yeah. Sorry, do, do it, it, do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for coming and chatting to us. No worries, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. No and problem. Your your aircons, was, yeah, thanks for the job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're talking like we live here now. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I work every day. Thanks like, for oh, coming to my house. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a name on the door. <laughs> the nightcap office. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! This guy will kick us out in a week and then we'll fixture on. What are we in? Is this uh, a commentary box? Yeah. So, commentaries, this is punditry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, commentary, like, you know, Athers and. Nasu Hussein would sit here with their mics like this, watching the game, reporting in the, the Oval. Sky. Yeah, in the Oval. With their, tele- <laughs> with their telescopes. <laughs> Sorry, lads. I thought that was an oval. Yeah. I mean, no, to be fair, looking at it, it is not oval shaped. No. It's kind of square around edges, isn't it? Thanks. Well, thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks so much thank for coming you, up, mate. Really yeah. appreciate it. Love to see you. Though. Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here yeah it's as simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now